Elvis may have left the building, but Travis and I are with billions of cryptocurrency and blockchain enthusiasts at World Crypticon 2018 in Las Vegas. That's uh, that's what billion sounds like yeah, right sound there. Like yeah, maybe three billion. A Morgan Stanley says crypto is a new institutional asset class. Coinbase says they aren't doing an IPO anytime soon, and Charlie Shrem is getting sued by the Winklevi. For today's show, we're pleased to welcome four of the event's keynote speakers to the stage to discuss the latest news, and it might get a little cray-cray. They say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but we are breaking all the rules with this special live episode number 201 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious live at the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas. (laughs) Mr. Travis Wright, what an event this has been. This has been... An amazing event. One of the classiest events. I, I, I don't know how many events you've been the to. The classiest event. <laughs> Nobody's more classy than World CryptoCon, I can assure you. Uh, I mean, seriously, they, they sent you guys these books. Like, they, I've never seen a conference. I've, I've spoken at 175-plus conferences. I've never seen a presentation like that. Like, you get it delivered in the mail, you open it up, and you got all your, all your, your bracelets and your badge and all your other information. Yeah. That was so cool. 175. Do you have, like, a little clicker you keep on? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Next event, done, yeah. 170. How many have you been to? Like probably 800? A, a lot. Yeah. I stopped counting somewhere around a lot because 23 years of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I've been in internet business for 23 years and have done just about everything that's not illegal, immoral, or fattening, though I'm working on that. And uh, Mr. Travis Wright is a leading marketing technologist who uh, has also been in the industry for a long time. I've been doing the fattening things, though. <laughs> But now you're doing the slimming things. You know, every once in a while. Depends on the day. Mr. Travis Wright fasted for how long recently? Oh, yeah. I fasted for 12 and a half days. 300 hours, which is crazy. Yeah. Go ahead and give him applause for that. I think that's... that's, I'm going to do another one in November. That's pretty awesome. Well, we are doing our Bad News episode. This is the first time we've done... Bad news with a panel like this. I think recently we did a show in Naomi Brockwell, Bitcoin girl, joined us for a show. But today we have joining us on stage four of the keynote speakers, illustrious presenters here at World Crypticon. First of all, we have from Standpoint Research, Mr. Ronnie Moas. Ronnie is currently ranked in the top 20 in accuracy versus more than 4,500 analysts at tip ranks for his performance 2008 to 2017. So he says. So he says. And this is his, <laughs> uh, his seventh appearance on the Bad Crypto Podcast. He's a glutton for punishment. Uh, next up, we have for her first time, we'll see if she wants to come back for a second, the COO of BitSpark, Maxine Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Maxine. We are glad you're here. Maxine's a Hong Kong based entrepreneur, passionate about freedom of financial services for all people, and BitSpark, founded in 2014, is the world's first cash-in, cash-out blockchain remittance 
platform for money transfer operators. Uh, next up, we have for his first appearance here on Bad Crypto, the co-founder and CEO of Civic Technologies, Mr. Vinny Lingham. Uh, I know we go way back, back to the affiliate marketing world. Oh, we're old school, Vinny. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, you just old, brother. Back in those days, we had to walk through three feet of snow to get dial-up. Just to get a click. <laughs> and finally, for his third appearance, which I think maybe he actually likes us. I think so, I don't know. The one and only creator and managing director of the Litecoin Foundation, he is none other than Charlie Lee. He gave us all of his Litecoin recently. He has none, right? He does, the, I don't yeah. I don't know. Has he bought back in? He has not. <laughs> he is, he's just going to Hawaii. All right, then. So uh, we like to start off taking a look at the, uh, the market currently timestamped right now on November the 2nd at whatever time it is, 4.07 p.m. here on the West Coast time zone. The market cap is standing at 207 and a half billion Bitcoin, 6391 Ethereum back at 200 Ripple, 45 cents Bcash, 462 EOS at 535 Stellar at 23 cents Litecoin hanging tight at 51 and Tether almost back to its $1 peg. Mm. We've been watching Tether week to week and uh, very volatile. Actually, the other week it got down to like ninety. It got down to like ninety-four cents, ninety-six cents, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that can is you what get, we call. Can unstable. you give us quotes on the top hundred on coin market cap before you continue? You want me to go through all the top one hundred? All the top hundred quotes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Are. Let's just let's actually just jump down because I know what people really want to know. Who's number one hundred? What people? No, what people really want to know is what is it number um, six twenty? It is Yo Coin sitting at point oh one cents with a market cap of. $3.1 million. Now you know. Mm. Uh, so the state of the market, I'm, I'm curious uh, what everybody's vibe is right now. Let's just go through the panel and, you know, what do you, where do you think we are? Charlie, let's start with you. Well, it's been a bear market for a while. I think it's going to take some time to recover. So, but who knows? No one really can predict the, the future. I think long term, we're going to do fine. Short term, anyone say. So basically... We're, we're all just going to say words because none of us really know what's going on. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, I chatted with him, with, I think it was yesterday, and Joel goes, well, so wind Lambo, wind moon. He goes, eh, it's already been wind moon. <laughs> now it's wind back hey, down. <laughs> the technical analysts know where this is going, don't they? <laughs> yeah, all right, Ronnie, go ahead. Tell I'm us. being sarcastic. <laughs> they see everything in their chart, no? Well, we just, you just presented here just about an hour ago and your predictions have remained the same. You're still pegging Bitcoin for 28,000 yeah. end of 2019 yeah. and 100,000 a few years after. Five that. years. Yeah. Five years 50, after. 50,000 is for 2020. 100,000 would be on the next halving, which is 2023 or 2024. There's Matt. one in May of 20, and then I think the next one is three years after that. Yeah, that it four so, years so, the next so at the end of 2020, it's going to be 28,000? No, 28,000 my target for the end of next year, 50,000 for 50,000 by the end of 2020. And I think we'll get a nasty correction, okay. and then another run up before the next half. And didn't you say that if it doesn't hit 50,000 that you're going to eat John McAfee's dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
I said I would eat a cucumber. A cucumber. <laughs> Listen, if, if I said I would eat a cucumber, if DIG doesn't hit forty cents by the ah. end. Oh, DIG. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, many of you are on Ronnie's list and maybe following that. That's that's another story. Vinny, what do you think? Hey, I try to prevent this bubble. <laughs> I uh, I mean, this was this was uh, the kind of the running joke of last year. I mean, people actually thought it was a paradigm shift. I think I was tweeting in December, like. I mean, the sarcastic tweets I put out was, oh, the guys, this is a paradigm shift. This is – like, I mean, it's – what do you expect to happen? The, this is going to be a long, cold winter. You can't – like, the bigger the party, the bigger the hangover, guys. Like, there was a – we had a big party last year. <laughs> Let's just be frank. And, like, this year, this is the fall. Like, we haven't even hit winter yet. Winter's a lot colder and it's going to last longer. So, you know, I, I – I can't see Bitcoin getting to what twenty eight thousand next year by the end of next year. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he is weed legal in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. That explains it. <laughs> you, you don't think it's going there? Twenty eight thousand next year. That's forty percent above where we were in January, eighteen months from. See, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Where Where is the money going to come from? Like, if we actually, I think look there's the going to be a watershed moment. Right now, we have one percent penetration in the world. I think we are right now, before we were with the Netscape moment, watershed moment on the on the internet twenty years ago. I could be wrong, but you miss every shot that you don't take in life. This is a shot worth taking. A few years ago, they said Amazon was overvalued because they were losing money on every book that they sold. Today, the company's worth $800 billion. Yes, because they had good fundamentals. Like, they have traction. They had metrics. What are the metrics around... Oh, let's just go to Bitcoin. What are the metrics around Bitcoin that you, makes you believe it's going to get You think 000? Bitcoin is overvalued? No, no, no. I'm asking what the metrics are that makes you think it's going to go from 6,000 to 28,000 in 13 months. What do you think is going to happen to your coin in the next six to 12 months? Okay, this is not what about ism. This is, I've asked you a question. (laughs) I think there's going to be a watershed (laughs) moment. The demand is going to go up at the same time the supply growth hitting the market gets cut in half. Can we get some boxing gloves? Do we have any gloves? (laughs) In this corner. I'm just asking, I'm asking what the metrics are. That's all. The metrics are that within two years, I think there's going to be 100 million people around the world trying to get their hands on a few million Bitcoin. But I think it depends how they're onboarded, though. Mm -hmm. So right now, at this moment, we're getting all this infrastructure being built, and I'm seeing nothing about it being um, easy for the everyday consumer. So I agree. It's about 1% penetration at the moment, but we're going to need to see, you know, amazing apps and platforms being built for that to make any sense. And you can do it all in 13 months flat. Well, see, I think that you're being a bit too generous of the price, but if we do see these kinds of companies coming out and building this stuff, then perhaps, maybe not so soon. Yeah. But remember, the market overreacts to bad news. It overreacts to good news. Next time this goes back in favor, the market's going to overreact, and that's why we could shoot past 20,000. So, Vinny, you think winter is coming, right? What? (laughs) Yeah. I do, actually. Vinny, so you're bumming us all out, dude. No, I think Vinny and Ronnie need to have a podcast and call it the worst pod- crypto yeah, podcast. <laughs> bad news. Uh, that was good. Well, okay. So as, as long as we're going down the bad news uh, line. Well, I mean, let's, let's just hold on. But let's look at the, the fundamentals for the market right now. You've got fifty to 100,000 people working in the crypto industry worldwide, right? How do they live? How do they survive? They pay their bills using what? They sell their crypto they buy, they, they sell the crypto for fiat and they want to pay the bills. Companies like 99.9% of the companies in the industry, other than exchanges, do not make profits, by the way. They have to live and, and their landlords don't take, take crypto, they take fiat. So you, on, the, buy, on the, the sell side, there's close to a billion dollars per month 
in selling pressure for fiat in order to pay mining costs, operational costs, conference travel, uh, and a whole bunch of other things, right? Great point. And, uh, and then on the buy side, you have to match that just to maintain equilibrium at the current price points. What do you do? And then as the price drops, you have to sell more of the crypto to get the same amount of fiat because guess what? When the, when the price of your crypto goes on 20%, the landlord doesn't drop your rent 20% either. So now you have an oversupply of, of, of crypto in the free float in the market. Now, now, are we at a stasis point right now? I don't know. But I think it probably drops a bit more to accommodate for the fact that these companies don't make profits and there are people working in industry. So take day traders and take um, uh, take them out of the equation for one. But but take the the people working in the industry. These companies don't have any economic value because they're still busy building infrastructure. They're still trying to you know uh, get metrics in place. That cash has to come from somewhere. And right now it's coming out of reserves that companies have. But when those reserves are up, the, the crypto market's going to go into winter. It's the Major Downer bro, uh, podcast with uh, Vinny Lingham. <sighs> <laughs> but, but my point is, you, like, I, I asked Ronnie for metrics and for what are the fundamentals. He didn't give any. I'm giving you guys metrics and fundamentals. 50,000 yeah. to 100,000 employees worldwide. Work out the average co- carrying cost of an employee. Look at the mining cost of Bitcoin at around 200 million bucks a month. Uh, this is what miners have to sell to pay their facilities. Where does this fiat come from, people? It comes from buyers. Okay, Ronnie wants to weigh in here. Go ahead. The reason I haven't given any metrics is because I just did a presentation a few minutes ago, and I don't want to bore them and repeat what I said an hour ago. So go watch There's 200, there's 200 trillion dollars right now in the world in gold, bonds, stocks, <coughs> and cash. All four of them are overvalued. If two percent of 200 trillion dollars ends up in crypto, you got a four bill, a four trillion dollar valuation. 20 times where we are today. If Bitcoin holds its market share, it goes to $130,000. The gold market is $7.5 trillion, 60 times what Bitcoin is at $125 billion. I don't know how much gold there is in the ground. I know how much Bitcoin there is. I know what the demand is going to be two years from now. You want more metrics? Oh! Oh! He's going to drop the lapel. All right, let's uh, let, Ronnie, do that. Yeah, no, this is a good place. <laughs> let, let's jump into this story and talk about it. This is going to lead to a lot of great conversation. If we have any uh, um, Bitcoin blogs in here, you guys just got your story. Um, so this one dropped this morning, and somebody came to me like, "Did you hear? I'm like, what? You know, did Bitcoin crash again? Is it you know, does it moon or what? What happened? Uh, Charlie Shrem, who was here with us yesterday." Uh, apparently is getting sued by the Winklevi. The new lawsuit claims that he stole 5,000 Bitcoin in 2012. That is now worth $31.7 million. This was reported by the New York Times this morning. Uh, and so has anybody else heard of this yet, or is this the first you're hearing of it? Has Imagine. Charlie left this the morning. building? I was at a celebrity poker tournament with him this week. You guys were there. Yeah, Char- he, Charlie left yesterday. And wow. so, of course, they're denying it. But Maxine, would you like to weigh in? I mean, I don't have any comments on something like that, but <coughs> we don't. We just don't know what the details are at the moment. But I did read it this morning. So uh, th- this the story is is this goes back to alleged funds that Shrem failed to repay the Winkle. It says Winkle Voss is here, but we all know it's Winkle Vi. That's what we call them too. As part of their investment in his extant project, Bit Instant. Against a payment of 250000 Shrem reportedly only gave the twins 189000 in Bitcoin, 
which at the time was traded at $12.50. And a falling out, uh, the partners split and went their own way. So now they're saying, where's the rest of the Bitcoin? So is the remaining 61, $61,000? Which is now worth $31.7 million. Uh-huh. That's what they're alleging. Any when thoughts? was this alleged deal? How long ago was this? 2012? 2012. Bitcoin was $12.50. So I wonder why that news is coming out now. Because now it's worth something. Yeah, worth, exactly. Yeah. He should have said something in January. It's like nobody cares about anything when the price is low. And as soon as it gets anywhere high, then that's when all the lawsuits come out. People... They're like, oh, yeah, we, we, uh, we're owed some money from that shrimp. Yeah. We should probably, probably contact. You know what? Let's sue him. It's a great idea. Yeah, we don't, we don't uh, really know. So basically, you want Charlie Shrem here instead of Charlie Lee. I don't. Well, I don't think he could talk about it right now, right? If he was here, well, we did he... request that. We they gave us you instead. Joel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sucks. Life goes Travis, on. This would be an amazing segue to let Maxine speak about something she's really passionate about, which is kind of related. It's the Ronnie Moash show. No, no, no. <laughs> she, this is more important than what we're talking about. She has something that she's very passionate about. There was somebody actually here that had the audience crying earlier today. Well, with and, that kind of segue, how do yeah. we not go there? Maxine, please. Yeah, um, so this morning I was at a keynote of, um, of Lynn Albrick, and she is the mother of Ross Albrick, who has been um, put in prison for a nonviolent offense. And um, I'd been following this story since 2014, and being my second time in the US, I thought this was an amazing opportunity to see her speak. If you guys are interested at all in helping the situation, go to freeross.org. Um, it's a really incredible story, and I think we should all come together as a community to see how we can contribute to that. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, what episode was, was Lynn just recently yeah, on the she show? She was just on the show, episode yeah. 199. We had her on, and Sasha um, Hodder? Sasha Hodder, her, yeah, Sasha her friend Ho- and attorney. Hodler. Yeah, Hodler. Hodler. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we had them on. It was a great story. And uh, yeah, so, you know, if you guys know the story about Silk Road, he totally got railroaded big yeah. time. Nonviolent crimes. They charged him all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, freeross.org forward slash petition. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can actually go sign that. And they're trying to get over 100,000 signatures to, uh, to help get clemency for him. Uh, and, yes, absolutely. Go freeross.org. Now, this might seem like a non sequitur that uh, our friend Veza is he on just wanted stage. to come on up right now. He was like, I'm all sparkly gold. Right and I got some. <laughs> but uh, Veza created, come on into the light so everybody can see it. Before we go into this piece, actually, just it's not that embarrassing of a Sedgwick because uh, we're auctioning for the free Ross one of my pieces called Silk Road uh, at this conference. So, you know, that's another thing that is available here. But this in particular, my, I had the privilege of being uh, with these bad MFs. And this whole piece is dedicated to the show. And the episode, which is mine, is 130. And this here is a Johnny Depp story, how he met with... Uh, with some legends, and uh, you can watch the video on the, on the website. But basically, I'm a big-ass fan of the show. I wanted to make a whole art piece dedicated to what we're it, doing it's together. A, it's a medium-sized ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, medium. That's correct. That's fine. But yeah, it's dedicated to the show. And I want to actually uh, auction this for charity as well. And it might as well be Free Ross again. I don't care. Sure. So let's Excellent. get this thing moving, right? All right. Well, let's, thanks, guys. Thanks, let's, guys, for having me on. Let's have uh, let's have everybody autograph this then while we're here. Let's just start along the way. Grab the pen. 
Yeah, and, please. Uh, Everyone, whoever wants to yeah, get in Ron, on this. Ronnie first, let's just go Ronnie? through. Anywhere on uh, it? I'm 51 years old. If I bend down, I might not oh, be able okay, to get yeah. back up. <laughs> Bring it up to you're, him. You're kind of the kingpin. <laughs> so cater, cater to Ronnie. It needs to be on the piece because it'll get framed like that. So just find your location, wherever it is. It's fine. Wait. Vinny Lingam is wrong. Why would you tell me? <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, you can't take Ronnie yeah. anywhere. I did write that. I'll tell you what. I'll take a bet Any, with Ronnie. You Ronnie, you want to do a bet? Oh. Uh, I'll do a bet. Oh. Oh. oh like, rap battle. I'll We're going to have money. a rap battle. I'll put money where my mouth is. End of, t- end of 2019. $28,000. Is that your prediction? Yes. Okay. What's the, what do you want to bet? $20,000 to her charity. <laughs> okay. Fine. Oh. No, no, <laughs> fine. Deal. All right, let's. So uh, let's just clarify. By the thirty first of December midnight next year, if the Bitcoin price touches twenty eight thousand on any exchange of reason, like reasonable volume, I mean, we can be, you know, obviously, can't be some sketchy exchange and that you set up overnight. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) any any legit exchange, uh, if it touches that price at any point during the year, okay. I'll put 20,000 bucks into a charity. If it doesn't, you're in for 20K into a charity. I can't lose on this bet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Very nice. Wow. All right. Good sign. And also, I'd just like to say thank you, Adam, for making all of this happen. And the whole crew of VCC, this has been incredible. Incredible. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Beza. So here's this story. JP Morgan Stanley, we all know how much Jamie Dimon loves Bitcoin. Hold on, hold on. JP Morgan Stanley doesn't exist. It's JP Morgan or Morgan Stanley. I'm sorry, Morgan Stanley. Okay, that's not Jamie Dimon. But we still know how much Jamie Dimon loves Bitcoin. <laughs> Just to, you know, like, thank you. Detail. Uh, our resident fact checker right here on the stage. We're going to start having him on all the shows. Yeah. Be, it will be a better crypto podcast with Vinny on the show. Yeah, precision's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> the bad crypto podcast now with fact checking. <laughs> <laughs> now slightly better. <laughs> so here's the, the story from Coindesk. Uh, coin a desk. Institutional investors are increasingly getting involved in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Duh. While the number of retail investors in the same space is staying stagnant, according to a new report by Morgan Stanley, not to be confused with J.P. Morgan, uh, because we don't we don't want to do that. But what they are doing now is they are saying crypt, crypto is an institutional asset class. So what I want to ask the panelists is. You talked, Ronnie, in your uh, keynote about the wa- one of these watershed moments where one of these large financial institutions goes all in and the money comes off the sidelines and starts pouring into crypto. When, Charlie? When? Well, nobody really knows. When, Vinny? No, when? no, no. Ask no. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> Don't skip Charlie. Um, well, we're going to see like the um, uh, exchange coming and there's a lot of like institutional that's st- december right yeah very soon yeah yeah and i think like if the e- etf ever gets approved um <laughs> ever <laughs> i think eventually it will be um but we don't yeah. know when but when it gets approved we're gonna see a lot of money come in and we saw that with with gold right it's just if you make it very easy for for people to get access to uh this new asset class um you're gonna see a lot of money flowing in so if it gets approved, we're going to see a lot of money coming in. Is that when you buy back in? No, I'm not going to buy back in. You're, you're not buying into crypto at all or just Litecoin? I am not buying into Litecoin. Okay. Well, that was very specific. Very, yeah. very good. 
but oh. I might buy some Dig. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say ding? Dig. Dig. D-I-G. Yeah. Uh, I know you have further thoughts. Is, that, on... is that a coin? Uh, Not according to Ronnie Moas. It's amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend coins. I've been working on that for 15 months. I've had more than 1,000 emails, text messages, and phone calls with this company. Yeah. Ronnie's very serious about dig. It's and a poo that, coin. And, and, I, and I actually own some, which is funny because I owned some previous to it being dig, and I ended up with dig. So dig it. Uh, Vinny, what do you think? When's, uh, when's the watershed moment? <sighs> I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the, the watershed moment is when, you know, the actualities of what we think should happen in the world transpire versus, you know, the, the sort of belief that it will. Uh, the belief is that fiat is worthless, governments keep printing it, it's going to be devalued, the US dollar is worth nothing, it's a piece of toilet paper, no one cares, and therefore crypto rules. And when that actually becomes true, crypto will rule. Until that happens, I think it's just kind of delusional, right? Like we have a multi-trillion dollar economy backed by US dollars, which get inflated, I agree, but it's a unit of account for you know, most of the world, or at least, at least a third of the world. Um, and so crypto has its place, and if anything, it's a good backup to what we have right now with fiat. I'm not a big fan of fiat. I think it sucks. I don't think the transition happens as quickly as we all want it to happen in crypto. But I think like we're all being so impatient. If we actually look yeah. at the technology, it's been 10 years old and all these new coins that have come up has been the last five years probably. Less. Yeah, less than that. So the thing is we're expecting to change the world in five, 10 years. That's never going to happen. I agree. Right? <laughs> so I think that um, basically the, the boom last year made us super impatient. We were all like, wow, change is coming right now. And of course, that completely busted, and here we all are just kind of crying about it. But it will it'll take years, and you get places like Venezuela where basically um, they're experiencing hyperinflation to the point where they have a demand for crypto. So what's going on is that you have emerging markets that are upcoming, their governments are no longer servicing them, it becomes more and more important for crypto to be accessible there, which is what Spark is doing right now. I, I, I don't see, um, you know, everybody that's here or in markets where uh, crypto is really popular, um, that's all well and fine. Like, we've all got bank accounts, you know, we've all got accessibility to, like, the fina financial system. So the demand there for an alternative, like crypto, isn't as much as a utility. It is as an investment. Excellent. Ronnie, you've already spoken a lot towards us, but go ahead. Give it up for Maxine. Oh, yeah. And I just, just want to say we need more women in crypto, right? I mean, it's just, it's, y'all bring a different skill set, different way of looking at things and bring it. And we're tired of dancing with dudes at these after parties. All <laughs> I spoke with Maxine for four or five hours this week, and she's smarter than all five of us put together. I don't, no I don't way. doubt that. <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt that at all. All right, what else we got in the news? Yeah, we got another, right? another interesting article uh, on Coin Telegraph. Uh, Coinbase executive denies their plan for an IPO anytime soon. We we talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. The news was out that they were going to do an IPO. Yeah, now they're we're going to deny it. Well. We're not going to do it anytime soon. And uh, they reveal plans to add up to 300 coins. Now, in, in America, a lot of people use Coinbase first to get on before they get on to other places because a lot of times those exchanges can be kind of challenging to figure out. Is this, if they start adding up to 300 coins, is that a watershed moment? Have they put out a list yet? What's that? Have they put out a list yet? 
or they're just nope. saying they're no nope, list. No list. Uh, they say we think you'll expect us to go from seven to uh, 200 to 300 over the next year or so. Some things will be offered in the U.S., but more things will probably be offered outside the U.S., which, surprise, surprise, the hardest place, you know, to deal with crypto is here in our freedom-loving United States of America. 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 Yeah. So I'm curious uh, what, you know, uh, Coinbase is currently valued at, any guesses? What's Coinbase valued at? Excellent guess. Eight billion is correct. That audience member gets a bad coin. Nice. Maybe even two, which are worth less than the lowest coin on coin market cap. You actually owe people money if you have a bad coin. <laughs> it's like a dollar. It's like, yeah. <laughs> You're in rare form today, Mr. Travis, right? I'm very impressed. Yeah. So, a uh, good thing for Coinbase to add these tokens, or should they stay specialized with the few majors that they have? Litecoin only, Charlie. As an ex-Coinbase <laughs> Coinbase employee, what do you think, Charlie? Oh, that's right, ex-Coinbase employee. I think it's good to give people more choices to, uh, for people to invest in more of these coins. I don't think they're going to add, like, I think they're going to be very selective about adding coins. So you're, gonna, you're not going to see a lot of coins uh, on, on Coinbase. What about securities? You think they'll have more securities on, on there? The yeah. More security tokens? I think so. I think, I mean, they're, they're getting licenses to do that. So I think they're moving towards that, right? Adding more security tokens. Once the regulation is more clear, I'm sure they're going to be adding a lot of these. Well, Ronnie would say everything out of the top 10 is risky and anything out of the top 100 is don't touch, right? Well, I have a 60-30-10 rule. I think you should have 60% of your crypto money on Bitcoin. 30% spread out across the names in the top 20 that I've recommended, maybe even the top 40. And then 10% of your crypto money can be in speculative names outside the top 40, like you have biotech names in your stock portfolio. You bet a little bit of money on 10 different companies promising you a cure for cancer. If two of them do well, it doesn't matter if the other eight go to zero. Let's, let's talk about this one. This is super interesting. This story <laughs> uh, from the New York Times today, a crypto millionaire wants to build a utopia in Nevada. This guy spent millions on a plot of land near Reno, and he wants to build a community based on blockchain, which, of course, uh, is focused around Bitcoin. I'm trying to see $170 million. Did he pay, Jeffrey in, Burns. Did he pay in crypto or did he pay in fiat? Uh, he paid in fiat. So he sold <laughs> so, the crypto already. Yeah, he sold his crypto. That he's the guy who tanked the Ethereum price. Oh, there, there you I go. I saw Samson's tweet about this that made a lot of sense to me. He said, if you replace the word blockchain with, with database and that headline makes no sense, then the headline makes no sense. So reread that headline with blockchain replaced with database. Well, there's blockchain's not in the headline. Cryptocurrency is. But he said he's going to focus on. Wants to build a utopia. A man spent millions on an enormous plot of land near Reno. Now he wants to build a community based on database technology introduced by Bitcoin. Sounds cool. <laughs> it's an enormous plot of land bigger than reno that's crazy yeah this guy's name is jeffrey benz jeff mr benz he's uh, he's 56 and he's, he's gonna saying, call it springfield it's weird <laughs> <laughs> this is his his dream community well but don't you think that somebody you know being this passionate and this aggressive it can only be good for the community i'm looking at you maxine yeah, I think it's good as long as they kind of go with that word. Like, I find a lot of people in this space like to talk about ideas, but there's not much implementation. Um, and maybe that just takes time to happen. But yeah, I think any development is good development. 
and yeah, if we just have to wait and see to see if it actually like exists in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm a big fan of my utopias to have water. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're. <clears throat> do you need a drink? No, I'm just saying, like, it's out in the middle of the desert. Like, yeah, but but look what else. A utopia. Look what else is in the middle of the desert. Yeah, but what happens whenever that water, like those aquifers, are drying up in a lot of places? I mean, seriously, if they shut down some of the, the water transfer to Las Vegas, this becomes a dustbin. We're all gonna die. <laughs> Bad news, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more water. Uh, it's interesting. Those guys put 300 million total into land offices, planning a staff of 70 people. He's bought 67,000 undeveloped acres and i guess i mean really this is a real estate deal but the goal is to make this a blockchain community he, start, he started already he started building he dug a hole <laughs> he dug a hole <laughs> it looks more like really a great. grave sounds like the best text <laughs> it does right look off like a grave it sounds like what it sounds like the best text right off i've ever heard it's a hell of a write-off yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah definitely like, def- yeah I, I made all this money but i just bought this piece of land it's for business it's uh... so, so we're gonna build a utopia yeah. it's gonna be the best utopia Nobody's utopia is better than mine, I can assure you. <laughs> I saw this and I'm like, what the heck is this? Anybody heard of wrapped Bitcoin? Yeah. Yep. Rap, why don't you tell them what wrapped BTC is? I think it's an Ethereum token that is backed by Bitcoin. Yeah. Why? Fees. <laughs> is, is that the primary reason you think? The fees? I mean, no. You can also put on exchanges that are ERC-20 only exchanges that don't have the, I don't know, I guess they don't want to use Bitcoin as well. What else? I mean, probably, I could, There's probably a bunch of use cases for it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like we were using Bitcoin to do our transactions and became more and more expensive. Um, and essentially because of the scalability issues of Bitcoin, we started looking into bit shares. So it could be because of fees and speed, yeah. like a whole bunch of reasons. Also for dApps, so dApps could use it easily. Yeah. One last piece of news, which I know everybody is hanging on wanting to know. How did uh, U.S. rapper T.I.'s crypto project turn out? Right? Everybody in here invested in that. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. I'm going to buy me a token because you know who I'm smoking. <laughs> and I ain't joking. Uh, guess you what? You should be a rapper. That was really good. Somebody get this guy a record deal. <laughs> guess what? Uh, his, uh, he's being sued for $5 million. By a group of people after By the his- Winklevoss twins. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Apparently, his Flick token, F-L-I-K, has failed. Uh, curious, really quick years. We're winding down our time. Let's get your opinion. What do you got there? You got Bitcoin socks on? Why not? So do I. <laughs> uh, I got you- white socks on because I got Crocs because I was running Moas earlier. Wait, but you have Bcash socks on. Huh? That's Bcash. Oh my God! Get him off! Get him off! <laughs> my feet will never be the same. Um, these projects that are out there that are celebrity backed, right? Ronnie's not. Go ahead. Uh, you don't even need to ask your question. What are your thoughts? You know, that it upsets me because people will take a bet that they can't afford to lose if they are looking up to these people and assuming that they know what they're talking about. And I think someone needs to be made an example of, whether it's Floyd Mayweather or whoever else is Paris Dennis, Hilton. Rod- Dennis Paris Rodman. Hilton? Who? The coin that Paris Hilton backed. Paris one, Hilton. Uh, with one of the most infamous guys in San Francisco, the wife-beating guy. Mm. Like, that was just ridiculous. 
yeah, the, 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 someone's going to get in a lot of trouble, and then maybe these celebrities will back off and not, yeah. you know, they don't they don't know what they're getting themselves into. It could be they're getting bad advice. Well, the, their manager might be saying, "This is a good deal. Get involved with these people." And the SEC's yeah. given a warning on this. I'm waiting for them to make some like you know some serious arrests or whatever. Do you um, think we're going to see some surprises? You know, in terms of the SEC investigating some of these altcoins. No, I won't be surprised at all. Mm. Here's a celebrity. It's the Ronnie Mullah. No, don't get me wrong. There are going to be a lot of people in trouble. I just won't be very surprising. It's like, what do you expect? How many people got one of these this week? <laughs> uh, let, let's let's do joke. true confessions here for a moment as we wrap up. I want to know something that you bought, even if it was just a little bit, that you're looking at it now and going, what was I thinking? I'll go last. I can't think of anything right now. Vinny? Come on. You know, I do very few trades. Like, I, 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 like very few. And they're all been pretty good. So I've, I've had a couple. I mean, I, I, did a, I, I did a Bitcoin portfolio in December. I put in like 20 grand. On, I was playing on Binance. And it's, down, it's worth like 10 grand now, which is not too bad. But yeah, like, it, should be, it should be down 90%. But I was, no, I was doing it more just because I was just playing Binance. I'm like, what is this crap? And I was buying crap coins. But outside of that portfolio of, of junk, uh, most of my stuff's been pretty good. I have, a, I have my answer. Okay. I bought some Civic. I don't know what the oh. heck I was thinking. <laughs> if you bought Civic at our ICO, you're up 40. If you bought Civic at the ICO, you're still up 40%. So you're right. happy. There you go. <laughs> Maxine. Um, when we launched our token last year, which is called Zef, um, I just sold everything that I had. So mm-hmm. I only hold Zef now. Yeah. We, we've all been there, I feel. Yeah. yeah. All good. Ronnie. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I think everybody regrets that they didn't sell some at the top and buy it back at a lower price. Well, we wish we sold everything in January. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. But um, as far as you know, going into bad names, right, Charlie? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all of the names are down. All of the names are down by between seventy and ninety percent. So I don't think there's anyone here that doesn't regret something that they put money into. But this is something that you're buying with the hope that. We get three, four, five percent penetration. A rising tide lifts all boats, and some of the coins in the top twenty, I think, can go back to where they were in January. Ronnie Moas, Maxine, Ryan, Vinny Lingham, and Charlie Lee. Let's give it up for them. <laughs> Excellent. And one final thing: we want to actually invite up the founders of this amazing conference. So if we could get Dominic and Adam, Adam up come on, on up. stage, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Just hop on up here. Uh, Adam, Dominic, please. Say a few words to uh, to your attendees here. Yeah, I mean, we're just, Adam and I can think I can speak for us both while he's going to speak too, but um, we are just so supremely grateful for all the support from all of you to come out and and, and uh, just be a part of what we're doing. I mean, this is, this is number one of many, many more, and we're so excited that you guys all came. I mean, the talent that is on the stage is remarkable. I mean, a year ago... You know, if you'd have told me I'd be sharing the stage with these guys, which thank you for that impromptu. I wasn't planning on doing this, but um, I mean, the talent on stage, I mean, these are my idols. These are my idols in the cryptocurrency space and, and to be here. Thank you. And so this is we're just scratching the surface of where WCC is going to take this. And uh, thank you for being here on the ground floor with us. And there's going to be many, many more of these exceptional events. So thank you. Excellent. Anybody out there get to play in the poker tournament that we started this off with? Yes. Anybody out there playing the poker tournament? 
I don't know about you guys, but that was probably the highlight of, uh, for me anyways, I know Vinny wasn't here yet, but it was a great time. I know Charlie played, Ronnie played. Um, yeah, losing awesome. my money was great fun. <laughs> yeah. That Adam, never happens. Adam loved that he was a third one eliminated, right? I, I was, yes, yeah, Scotty Wynn knocked me out third. So. <laughs> That's actually legendary, though, yes. to be knocked out by Scotty Wynn. That's Wade. pretty good. Yeah. Worth it. Uh, Dominic said it best. I mean, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Joel and Travis have been with us since day one, I think, when we first started talking about this and jotting ideas, I said, you actually introduced me to their show. You said you got to listen to Bad Crypto Podcast. And, oh, thank um, you, guys. I said, we need to get those guys on the show, or on World, yeah. the World CryptoCon. And look at this, what happened. So um, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate thank you guys. You. And we appreciate every one of you. Keep supporting WCC. And let's make great things happen. Thank right. you so much. All right. There's going to be a couple more events, right? What's, where are yeah, the next doing, events uh, going to be? We're planning four events for next year. Uh, just check to the website, uh, worldcryptocon.com in the next day or so, and you're going to see the updates on everything. But we will be back here at Aria Hotel uh, for Halloween again next year. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today for this live episode. Please subscribe, follow, and review us anywhere that you listen to the show. Five stars, preferable. Funny, even more preferable, because then we'll, we'll read it on the show. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. Maybe grab your friend's phone. Subscribe for them. Yeah, it's really great. That? Just grab it, like, when they're not looking. Hey, can and, I use your phone? Yeah, I, I need to make Take it. a look at their photos. Right? <laughs> post them online. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Maybe awesome. Not. That would be awkward. You guys know what to do, so until next time, stay, stay back. back. Boom, music out. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, guys. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.